All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Waiting to be Signed, the show where we reveal the week's events on FX Hash. My name is Will, Will Pop, and I'm here with my friend Trinity, who's taking a sip of coffee. And uh, yeah, this is episode one. Um, how are we feeling? Feeling great. Um, just wanted to thank everybody for some of the awesome feedback and uh, for, that we got from our last episode. I think we just kind of put it out there in the universe. weren't sure what to expect, but you know, it's been really great to hear that people like what we have to talk about, and also some of the you know the feedback and questions that people have. So I think we'll look to address that in the maybe not this week, but in the coming weeks. And I think it's just so exciting to have this there and uh, have people engaging. Very exciting. It was great to get some DMs from people, some kind comments on Twitter. Uh, which is a great segue into mentioning that we now have a Twitter handle, which is at waiting to sign. Uh, we couldn't get waiting to be signed. It violated Twitter's rules for names, it's a character too long. Um, and on a related announcement, we have actually implemented a donations link for anyone who has been enjoying the show or might enjoy the show in the future. Uh, we have waiting to sign If you want to throw us some Tez or airdrop us something fun, anything, um, that you feel is appropriate to support us. We are not planning to do any ads or promotions at this time. You know, the show's pretty small, and it's also something that we don't personally enjoy on podcasts anyways, right? So ideally being supported by the community would be the best outcome for us. Um, yeah, let's, I guess, talk about episode one, where we're at. It's the first week back. In 2022 with mints, not quite a full week of mints, right? We had two days off at the beginning of January, but we're on day five in a row now of minting. Um, I feel like the theme this week has been my Gemini deposit has cleared. Uh, <laughs> you know, now that we've been minting again, it's very easy to drain your stack. How's, how's your stack looking? I have to say that our first day back on Wednesday, my stack was very good. I just sold a, a good Farb Taylor, although you never want to sell those. You want to keep those, but I forgot to delist. Sitting on a nice stack, and then at the end of day Wednesday, I was like, oh, where did all my Tez go? Did, so, did you get swept <laughs> yeah. up in the in the uh, funny guy's sweep, or was yours just an incidental casualty? Uh, M. Soriaro actually bought mine. Oh, um, wow. So it was post-sweep. Um, it was just on the days off. I had put it closer to the floor than intended. A sweep happened, and then it just happened to be a really nice yeah. looking piece. So, you know, but you still have like kudos. ten, right? So I still have like ten. So you we'll, might be, we'll be one okay. of the top holders until Funny Guy swept. You might have been one of the top holders. I think I'm number seven right now, which is disappointing. But anyway, long story short, I had a lot of tez, and then I just got. No discipline, no discipline um, mm -hmm. on our first day back. And, you know, I think I minted like 41 objects. So uh, lesson learned is to you know, maybe try to rein it in a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely, well, exciting. I definitely broke discipline on Wednesday. There was just so much stuff and it, and it was a great mix of like expensive stuff or quote unquote expensive stuff by Tesla standards and cool looking stuff and speculative stuff. So, I mean, I think this is, this is a good way to transition into talking about the mints. Yeah. You know, what we were you liking this week? Uh, geez. So I really liked, I had a couple that I pulled out um, from, I think these are each from different days. I didn't write down the days, but 
I really liked the Craig Fair CMYK Death of a Medium mm-hmm. drop. I really appreciated the simplicity of it. I thought the color palettes that I'm pretty sure he uh, pulled out. Um, and it was a nice small run. You know, I think it was like 200, mm-hmm. 250-ish and affordably priced. Just a really, really cool project. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, uh, I think you sent me the link on Discord. I was just like, all right, I'm liking it. I only managed to get one, but with, I'm with you. It's really, really nice. Um, I haven't seen a ton of secondary action, like a, a few sales here and there, but I think it's something to watch out for definitely in the future. Yeah, I think there were a couple kind of of the usual suspects from the community who, who bought into it. Um, but yeah, it didn't blow up to like a <clears throat> hundred Tezos or anything like that. No. Uh, I also liked, you know, I'm kind of a sucker for like the music oriented projects or things with sound. So I really liked the N43 art drop this week fields. Okay. I think it was the first of theirs that hasn't vented out at least of when I checked earlier this morning. Um, I think it's maybe less visually appealing than their previous, but uh, I still just like, you know, I've collected each of their drops and they usually only do mm-hmm. like 50 ish editions and they're these nice little toys of sound that I really. Yeah, I've like. never actually, for some reason, I just don't have headphones in all the time. I don't have my volume on. So sometimes there will be things that drop that are actually like the audio drops. I don't think I've ever actually heard one except for the time I clicked on a bird clock this week <laughs> and then just. Bird calls started to ring out. So how do you typically like listen to those or engage with them? I'm trying to figure out the best ways to actually enjoy it. Cause it's oh. not the typical way of listening to something like clicking on an image or engaging with an image. I mean, I am in a headphones on like six plus hours of the day type of person, like between the headphones I have sitting at my desk that are wired to the computer or between AirPods. So I'm just very used to like hearing sound, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. And, and also I knew from when the first time I encountered that artist, I'm trying to remember who it was, who was actually tweeting about them. Um, and that, that, that it had sound. So like when I first encountered them, I knew going into expected. And yeah. What about mm-hmm. you? What were your favorites? Um, you know, I think that disrupt, which came out today by our fan favorite, and I'm going to butcher this, apologies in advance, uh, Roxanne, I believe. Um, Disrupt, I think, is like a really great follow-up to Tyke, you know, mm-hmm. where it's – I'm definitely seeing a lot of – I'm not going to say similar patterns coming through, but a lot of like different types of variation that are very reminiscent. It's like a really, really nice follow-up. Um, yeah, that yeah, one's on I, my list as well. It's uh... Yeah, you got five of them. I did. I and I didn't get to mint a single one. Like uh, you know, my my wallet kind of timed out and just got stuck with a transaction there that didn't go through and completely missed it. But yeah. I, I mean, this is just an artist that is such a integral part of the community. Um, and just looking at the performance of their past work, like it doesn't necessarily go crazy on day one, but. Like Tyke didn't go nuts on the first day. It, it kind of grew, I think, over the course of a few. And it just feels like a really, you know, if you, if you want something that has upside potential, like I feel like this is a good project for that. Oh, that actually reminds me. We didn't do the disclaimer. <laughs> so not that I think we need one at this point, but just so everyone is aware, this is not financial advice at all. We are 
Um, neither enthusiasts. Yeah, we are enthusiasts. <laughs> like, I doubt either of us has made very much money. We're probably net losers in this right now. Um, we're not really here necessarily to make money. We're, you know, maybe a lot of people come to FX Hash with that in mind, and then I think you very quickly become more interested, <laughs> more, more interested in the kind of art and community and culture of it. And I, I, that's definitely the path that I've been on. But yeah, this yeah. is not financial advice. We are going to be talking about money. I mean, that's just a fundamental part of, of NFTs, right? This is, uh, you know, the blockchain is by nature a financialized platform. You know, yeah. you cannot get around talking about price and cost and what how things are moving. So, but definitely uh, do not trade on what we say. <laughs> no. That said, you know, for me, the name of the game is don't go to zero. Um, and I doubt that you'll go to zero by picking up some disrupts as long as you're not picking them up too high, I guess. Yeah. But I like the floor has been getting swept a little bit today. Um, but I think that there's just so much more room for this to grow. Cause it's really, really nice. Um, the other piece that I've really liked this week, and I've been talking a lot about it in discord. Um, so I think SDN had two drops this week. The one that people are talking about the most is twenties. Um, which is the one with, you know, very art deco buildings with like Zeppelins and airplanes behind it, like very Metropolis poster type of feel, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. It's not necessarily my, my vibe, but the other work, Coupe de Calais, Coupe de Calais um, which literally means to like cut and then like kind of shift in places. My wife is French speaking. So she explained this to me that it's you're shifting things on X and Y axes. You're not like tilting them. You're not rotating them. That's maybe just a little too much info, but I really liked this piece. It, to me, it kind of felt like a junior sequence. And I know that we throw that around all the time, but like just the, the texture, like the colors, the color palettes, just the different ways that they move. Like I saw it go on the secondary. I, it was really off my radar. It was actually the last mint on the page before we shut down for the break. And then when somebody bought one and I saw like the actual reveal, I was like, Oh my God. And so I just went and bought five more. Um, again, I'm not trying to pump my bags here. I just thought it was really, really <laughs> nice. And I think that there's enough variation that I wouldn't mind having all five or six just on my wall. Nice. I did end up getting one on your recommendation as well. And, and it's definitely a project that when you look at it and you see the, it, it kind of shows you how it's being made, right? Um, it shows you like the, the, it has an animation to it. So it's like very nice to kind of see the process there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to also give an honorable mention, by the way, to Ratan didn't just release Disrupt, but also finally finished off Glitch. So this was like a project that, that they released really early on, I think. And kind of had this random algorithm that was dictating when it would open. So it would only be open to mint for like a block or two at a time. It was really difficult. I'm not even sure how people minted it originally. And so they burned it down to 99 editions. So something that to mention is that uh, burning is now enabled. Huge <clears throat> innovation this week that we'll be discussing more later. And then opened it up and uh, I was able to, I actually didn't get to mint it, but I bought I accidentally bought two on the secondary. <laughs> so um, I meant to only buy one. I bought two on accident. So uh, I've got one up there. I don't I don't actually want to own two. So if someone wants to take it off my hands, go for it. But I feel like since he's such a community member, you know, I want everyone who wants to own one to be able to own one. 
That's why I'm parting yeah. with my second one. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've been seeing that sitting just kind of like only partially minted in the stabled, like on the primary for so long. So it's good to see that something really happened there. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think today and this week, you know, thinking about all the mints and everything that's been flying off the shelves, um, I think the number one thing that comes to mind and, you know, just in our little little doc of notes for the week, it's just all caps, bold, underline, landscape meta. I think that we've seen so many mountains, so many trees, so many birds or bird clocks. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. How do you you feel about that? I personally, uh, some of it I love, um, but I have to say that, you know, five days in, there's a little bit of fatigue. Uh, sometimes depending on the quality of the trees or the mountain, I'm just like, please stop. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. Um, but I, I think that there are still some room for like, like the really nice pieces to shine through. I think there was a really nice thing that came up today. It was like charcoal mountains, you know, right. really small run, uh, 32 edition, and, you know, it, it had to be 32 in order to, like, kind of support the simplicity of it. But to me, that, like, just was very nice, very yeah. simple, and just, like, kind of understated elegance, maybe. That's how I would put it. Yeah, that would be the I did not ca- get any. I don't have any, but maybe someday. That would be I was the asleep chaos when haunter, it came out. Right? That was the yeah. chaos haunter drop from today that I think people <laughs> actually discovered a little late, and then it minted quick, and then immediately it was, like, trading hands between mm-hmm. some of the collectors here. Um, yeah, how do you feel I gotta, about landscapes? I, gotta <laughs> I, know, say, I know what you're going to say. So uh, here's my take on landscapes without, again, without getting into particular artists. My, my take is that the speed at which anything that has like a moon or a mountain or a tree in it gets bought up, immediately posted, flipped, but then rewards the flippers in almost yeah. every case think is kind of a sign of the immaturity of the platform still that there's kind of just like you can throw out a project like this and they do vary in quality quite a bit in design and it's almost a guaranteed mint out right like two blocks three blocks and i you know i'm sure there's some well-intentioned collectors out there who are building virtual galleries that are only landscapes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that there's just probably because of Zankin and some other projects that have performed really well financially. Afton, <laughs> Afton right? <clears throat> that maybe there's this idea of like, well, this is a landscape. It could be the next of that, especially if it's like under a hundred quantity. But I think a lot of people who are holding these or are buying them from flippers at a markup, with the expectation that they're going to someday like profit are ultimately just going to be left with something nice in their gallery. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Like, you know, I don't have a solution. Like part of it could be like, Hey, artists stop making landscapes, but also like it takes time to make these things. Like it could be, you know, weeks or months of just like work here and there and people responding to what people have are buying you know, in the past. And so I don't think you can fault somebody for releasing a landscape. I don't think it's necessarily capitalization. Um, I think it's just kind of, it could also be a source of inspiration, you know, where you see something beautiful, like uh, 
throw it out there, glitched mountains and be like, oh my. Right. Glitched mountains, which got burned down a bit. 500, yeah. The 500. Are you up. down on glitched mountains now due to our uh, your anti-landscape? No, I'm not down on glitched mountains because I think the way it's constructed is more novel than a lot of the projects that we see go up that in my opinion, just don't have that much variation to them. And that's one of the reasons I kind of hate on them is like, you know, again, without naming particulars. um, And, you know, that one's just designed to give you a lot of random outputs and some of them happen to be nice. Right. Or some of them can be really, really nice. And again, on we saw on like, as you can see on like OpenSea specifically, like, look at when that project is curated, it's really great yeah. when it's fully random, it's, it can be hit or miss, but yeah. not to talk about glitch mountains. We're yeah. going to have a spinoff show called glitch mountains. How much yeah. do you love it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that we saw this week and it's kind of hand in hand with landscapes, uh, was there was a big rise of charcoal. I think somebody put it on discord this way, like, Oh, Hey, the community just discovered like charcoal. Yeah. I don't know if that's like, uh, is there like a GitHub function out there that lets you draw <laughs> with strokes or something that people discovered? Or And it's, it's interesting because I feel like when we first started collecting on the platform, Trinity, we had identified like monochrome or black and white projects as like, be careful when collecting because they seemed to perform. And this was what, four or five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Yeah. They seemed to perform so poorly on the secondary and I think it was like this idea of like the thing we had arrived at was, well, since there's no diversity of color palette, they don't feel as diverse. Like the outputs, mm-hmm. they, they can they can look more samey. Yeah. And I think we've seen a big shift away from that, which maybe now goes counter to the narrative of like has the platform have the has the user base matured to appreciate right? Like maybe there's some immaturity when it comes to landscapes, but there's maturity when it comes to these monochrome projects. Yeah, I mean, I think that when it came to, like, the monochrome work, um, we may have been responding to, I know that uh, Lisa Orth has done a couple of monochrome projects that have not done as well as her full-color projects. Um, You know, this was happening around the same time that Concrete came out, and Mm -hmm. obviously Concrete has a ton of diversity, but it is, like, essentially monochrome and grayscale. Um, I think that maybe the difference with the, the charcoal projects is that you get a lot of different nuance with charcoal that you might not get from some of the, the other items, maybe like just the, like the different types of striation, gradation. Um, what's it? Chiroscuro. I can't pronounce that. There we go. I took art in elementary school. Um, and so I think that there's just like more subtlety and I think that's something that can definitely be appreciated. I know that you bought one of the um, charcoal landscapes from uh, mm-hmm. W. Watkins. Um, I got, drop. I missed, Yesterday I missed the floor. That, yeah. I think that was the older one. It was from, a, I think last week or two weeks ago. It's so hard to keep track of time in this world. Yeah. Um, you actually picked up, a colored one I it was did. like a light lilac i wasn't sure about that call because it kind of goes away from like the spirit of the charcoal well but the artist put it in the assortment and so my mm-hmm. my take on that was so i i got a couple of the more recent release charcoal too. brutalism charcoal yeah brutalism and i thought that was really cool and i was like okay this artist has another project that is minted out that i hadn't seen a bunch of movement in the feed yet. Although I think you pointed out that there had been some complimentary movement that mm-hmm. I had missed. 
where it's like it's lower quantity. I'm gonna just make a rarity play here, like mm-hmm. pay up a tiny a bit from the floor and get a piece that was, uh, you know, that in the future if I ever like if the project ever takes off and I need liquidity, like this would be a piece that I would potentially be looking to flip, right? Like all cards yeah. on the table. Um, to a collector who might want to make like a you know, a diorama of like the different variations, right? Like you might want to include yeah. a different color. So that was kind of my thinking, but that's a long-term play, right? And it's not something that I expect to profit on or, or. No, it, it helps to be ever. differentiated. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think that of all of, of the W. Watkins uh, charcoals, like my favorite variation, you know, I guess it's obviously like the inverse. It's really the only variation that you can have where it's like primarily, um, I guess the white on black as the, like the end result. Mm-hmm. I think that those are really nice, but you know, I think that once people kind of figured that this was a great project, you know, those, those went immediately got like swept up. Inverted so. equals true. Inverted equals true. It's like 7.2%. Yeah. But yeah. those well, are really should, nice. Should we, Talk about just some of the projects of the week. You know, I, I know yeah. we have quite a few here. We should start getting into. Oh them. my gosh! So this is before. Topic. Yeah, Wednesday was such a huge day. Yeah, like Wednesday, I, I think it was so many, so many projects that just came out. Yeah, I'm gonna run through them real quick. Okay, and then we can focus in on a few that we want to talk about. And just to be clear, this is a non-exhaustive list. This is not exhaustive. This is probably <laughs> a third of what we had originally that we cut down for the sake of time. Um, so we've got Waxhead Gardens, Amy Goodchild's Maplands, Evie Rings, Metamorphosis with Metamorphose 1, Ova Truth 2, Mikkel Hartman's Et Ohe, and Reese Arreus Century XXX Meta Moralet. So there's kind of a mix there. Some of them are from maybe. You remember these? Maybe some of them you missed, but we have reasons to talk about all of them. Any in particular that you want to start with, Trinity? Um, I think I'd like to talk out, talk about the the two big ones on the list first. And to me, by big ones, I mean uh, heavy cost mint. So we have the Amy Goodchild with Maplins and the the Heavy Rings. Yeah. Um, but at twenty Tez and thirty Tez, like respectively. Um, and I think that we've seen, you know two different stories there, which, you know, I think speaks to, you know, that that there aren't, there isn't a single narrative when it comes to higher price mints. Um, And again, not to be talking purely about the financials here. I think that the art is also something to talk about, but it's kind of ties back into that in that um, it isn't just a one for one. Like there is some of that qualitative elements that help, you know, determine whether or not like, something takes off or as we're seeing in some of these projects sitting at mint or below or below. Like I think that the, the rings uh, there was one sitting at 25 that I think got swept up earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's trading at mint plus or minus like two to three Tez. Yeah. Two, two projects that started off differently. I would say like the Amy Goodchild minted out very quickly and then immediately was trading, you know, 1.5, 2x, you know, even up into the 50s, probably some of them were moving. So like even 2.5x of the mint. And it was looking like it was trending strong. I remember I was mm-hmm. like sitting on the sideline going, okay, 
I'm going to intentionally miss this mid. I feel like this is a project that could get heavily flipped, and I'm going to look to buy some after they're revealed at 20 or less, right? And instead, like just the price just kept going up and up. Now that that trend has reversed, and the floor is now at 27. So it's getting oh wow, it's kind of threatening to go under mint. Um, whereas heavy or heavy, I would love to know the pronunciation. Maybe we'll have them on. Someday. I like heavy, but you know, heavy. I mean, we're all, made, all, all the tie the tags here, right? Yeah. Um, rings was one that I was passing on regardless. And in my yeah. mind, I was like, if this goes down to 10, maybe I'll grab some because of the notoriety of the artist. But it is not a piece that when I looked at the, at the, you know, outputs on Twitter and I just didn't see it personally. Yeah. And then when I saw the price at 30, I was like, this one is for lack of a better word, going to tank. And yeah. it kind of did. Um, it's actually holding up better than I thought it would, but still, you know, we haven't had any whales coming in to kind of save the floor here. Um, whales have been on vacation still. Whales have been on vacation. Whales, you know what? Maybe they're never coming back. <laughs> uh, or maybe they're, you know, maybe maybe we're not going to get whales until we get out of beta. Um, but either way, right? Like you need a project, you know, if you're going to, well, I guess I guess I shouldn't put it on the artist, but you would like to see a project sustain itself with or without whales, right? And flippers obviously mm-hmm. have something to say about that, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, 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 th- I like the output actually uh, quite a bit. Um, not enough at 30, I would say. Um, I, I put this on Discord. It was just kind of a throwaway comment. But, you know, so it was cost 30. It's trading at 30. I think it's the type of thing where if it had cost like 5 or 10, like I feel the floor would be much higher than it is now. Yeah. You know, I, I think that there is just not enough like interest generated in order to sustain it. Whereas like, if everybody has a chance to kind of get in on one, it's more accessible to like the larger market. Then I, I think that you see a lot more movement. So yeah. I would have loved to see what would have happened if this was like, let's just split the, split the middle and like, just say eight. I would love to see what would happen there. Cause I would have definitely picked up one or two at eight. I, yeah, I think I still would have waited on review. You know, no, that's probably not true. I probably would have tried to, to jam and, and, and mint it because eight is like a good enough price that you have a hard time seeing. You have a hard time seeing it go under that price. But then I think I still would have been worried that like posting it at floor was not like with this project. Like I was just kind of so down on it that I think that there's, I would have been concerned about liquidity of it yeah. and like exiting if you wanted to. And like, I think yeah. to put a finer point on what I like kind of, got me off of the project or didn't excite me. It's like just looking at the outputs. And this is one that you could cycle through too, before I had minted. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking at some samples is that there was not ever an iteration that I saw that made me go, Whoa, like mm-hmm. this is the grail variation, or this is the piece that made me go like, that's what this project is about. It was, I mean, it is what yeah. it is. It's rings. Right. And I, maybe there's something I'm missing as someone, you know, as not an art student, it's not a historian. You know, maybe there's an influence here that this is a reference to, but the I mean, market seems you, to agree in some ways. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the number one rule of minting or buying anything on the secondary is get what you like, 
And if it's, if you don't like it, then don't go for it. And so, you know, I think obviously we'd be looking at it kind of somewhat opportuni- opportunistically yeah. to A, like maybe we get an awesome reveal, but also just as a way to maybe like hold some value longer, longer term. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um, any thoughts around Maplands and like kind of the, the, the story that, that it has? Like, I think the output of Maplands was actually, and if I'm wrong, correct me, um, part of the January like day one was draw 10,000 objects. Oh, and I think I saw um, Amy posting this on Twitter as like the output of that. Again, I can't be sure, but that would be like an interesting thing. And it would also be amazing to see like January, which for those who don't know, it's a 30 day challenge that's out there to, um, you know, make something that's in the style of somebody else on one day um on another day it's draw 10,000 objects or another day it's like create the next fidenza mm-hmm. or the next next fidenza so it's just a bunch of really cool prompts to kind of get the creative juices flowing it'd be awesome to see some of those really result in some you know amazing things that actually get published on fx hash yeah yeah i think i it, that's interesting i'm looking at the project page right now and she doesn't explicitly mention this as a january project but i you know, it makes sense if that was one of the themes because it certainly is like, I don't know if it's literally 10,000, but we're looking at a lot of objects here. Um, this was a one where I was definitely trying to mint it and missed, but my intention with minting it wasn't that I love the piece so much. It's like, I know the artist is an important artist, right? Like mm-hmm. um, that has a, has history outside the platform, even though, even though she hasn't really released, I think she only had one other project previous to this one but you know like looking through it again i think that i definitely like this more than the heavy Mm -hmm. i think they look cool like really cool but i also kind of have that same feeling of like i don't see standouts here that make this like a long long term like grail project of the platform which not everything has to be right like part of this platform is allowing artists to experiment and put stuff out that they think is cool. And, you know, the price and the market reaction, like that's on us and the collectors and how much we care about that narrative. But, you know, for the, again, for the sake of talking about it, like I don't personally see this one as like, if I hold it for years, it's going to go to hundreds or thousands of Tez. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I disagree. I don't necessarily disagree. I think it's one of those pieces where, you know, somebody who doesn't have it, like I'm less invested. Um, but, you know, when we're looking through and seeing what sells on the secondary, be like, oh yeah, awesome. That like one of those sold, like that's super cool. Cause it's kind of a big piece by it, like a bigger artist in the community. So I don't know. I, I thought that it was one of like the big standouts from Wednesday, which as we said, was a, it's definitely day. unique. I mean, I'm going to give it that. There's, I think there are a lot of other projects on the platform that try to do some iteration of version or version of like repetitions and assortments of like colorful, like shapes. Right, like we see a lot of those. I think this one is probably the most well done one of those on the platform. Like, I'll, I definitely have to you know acknowledge that. Triangles over rings, I think is what we learned. <laughs> and sometimes big squares. You I love a square. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. So, sorry. Real-time follow-up. Uh, 
the Robert Hodgen piece that we mentioned last week, uh, growth uh, V01 that had kind of been languishing and hadn't finished minting out, um, just got burned down. Oh. So there's a little bit of action on the secondary. Sorry, I've got my Discord feed open. But something to t- talk about next week. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, that will. is good news. I'm interested to see also if that was communicated proactively or if it's something that just happened. But yeah. again, we'll save it. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about Waxhead? Waxhead, the, the who, other big like money-ish piece of the list we have from Wednesday. Yeah, and I think that we've seen the work from Waxhead. Um, you know, they released another uh, piece today, so I think that's three pieces of work over the last few weeks that have been quite different mm-hmm. from what we typically see here. Um, but Gardens was released, and damn, that's. Their biggest one to some, date. Yeah. Sure. I, it, Highest I, second sale of, ten, of 100 Tez. Floor is currently sitting at 12, which seems like a bargain, so to speak. But Compared to where it was know, when people Wednesday was so many days ago. People are seeking liquidity and they forget. Yeah. I, I mean, in a way, I think it's kind of predictable, right? And this is why if you're going to buy, you should either mint or you should wait, which is a rule that, you know, yes, I broke today <laughs> with, with the with the uh, Roxanne piece, but um, yeah, in general, you should either mint it or wait. And this is one where if you waited, as long as you didn't care about getting extremely rare Pepe or how, I don't even know what the rarity on that was. Like I am personally not a Pepe fanatic. I know it's like a internet thing, but um, 22%. So moderately rare. That's an uncommon Pepe. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uncommon Pepe. I mean, this is one that I, I have not minted or bought a wax head. I mean, it's just not my favorite look aesthetically. And I think that this is this is an artist who's like, probably people are looking at this and they're thinking it's Zanken-esque and I kind of don't necessarily see that comparison. But I kind it's of part think of the that's landscape the meta. Right, but there's a, there's a way that it's constructed, right, where it's like more literal in some sense of the way that they're taking these little elements and mm-hmm. arranging them and, and drawing them into the space that, but that's the only explanation I can kind of pull out for why this one in particular, you know, was trading so heavily uh, mm-hmm. before it had been revealed. Right. And, and yeah. went up to a hundred and some big holders jumped in on it too. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not just like randoms who are speculating Like there are some legitimate holders on this project. Yeah. And I think that what we're kind of getting into here is like the conversation around like things that are like semi-realistic, like a mountain is like, no matter how abstract the mountain is, it's still a mountain, like the gardens, it's things that are based in real life. And I think that like, on the other hand of that, that we see on the platform are things that like are purely abstract, like RGB is like purely abstract. And, you know, from, it sounds like not to put words into your mouth, but like you prefer the things that are more on that, like generative, Not it's all generative, but like more of that fully abstract side than the things that might be, be mirrored in our own reality. I don't yeah, know. I think my preference, like I can totally understand why Zancan is like people go nuts for it. Um, you go nuts for it. I personally don't, but in the spectrum of these types of projects, I, I think the Zancan's like two to three standard deviations above anything else we've seen in that genre. Right. So I totally understand like when you look at the level of detail and 
the amount of work that that artist had to put in to get those results and like have that that variety and, and, and breadth of detail in there. And then I kind of see, you know, not even just whack, not even to call it waxhead, but other artists who do similar things where you just kind of see like, there's eight different of this, eight mm-hmm. different flowers rearranged this way. And it's like, okay, so it's kind of feels less special to me. And that, you know, again, this is just my opinion. Um, but in that sense, like I kind of saw this decline on, on the secondary coming of the floor. I, I, I just, like people are really getting themselves worked up, and I don't think this is one that's gonna go the distance. Yeah, and I think it's something that we could probably talk about, like at a later time. But you know, when it comes to minting and then like gaining liquidity, I'm not gonna call it flipping per se because a that's a pseudo dirty word. Um, but also because it's minting things that you like and then selling when you need to, to like avoid going to zero. Right. Or at least, you know, that's how we need to operate as non whales kind of sitting in that middle ground. I guess something that I would like to have, like I would mint three. I'd want to keep one to two and then like definitely capitalize on the hype to sell one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I would also wait for the reveal rather than just throwing up on the market 30 seconds after it comes into my, uh, my collection, because I want to be able to pick the one that I like the least, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be talking about this artist a lot. I mean, they seem to be, they seem to have a lot of projects in the queue getting ready to go. So yeah. I bet they'll come up again next week. Um, I think we have to move on to Tuesday <laughs> or sorry, well, Thursday, let's just but I want say... to just call out the last few and for a while, or why don't you go ahead? Like, obviously, need to call out uh, the Metamorphose One. Yes. Which you know, it was one of the projects that didn't have variations like uncovered. So it's a generative like photograph. I can't. I don't know what the best way to say that is, but it's photography based. We haven't had any of this on FXS hash before. Like because I couldn't see some of the variations, I wasn't quite sure what the outputs would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have just been the same photograph with just different levels, but the outputs are amazing. Um, yeah. They're, uh, I think the technical term is haunting. Haunting. Is that the technical <laughs> term? <laughs> yeah. And that's the technical term in the art world. They look really cool. I mean, this is one where the floors have been up and down and I think this is just going to, but because every single piece is so different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually maybe this. The floor is see, pretty solid at 55. There are some that have like the same base image, I guess. I, I see, I'm looking here on the secondary and I see two that do look kind of similar. But to me, this is like significant in the same way that the Gold Cat project was significant, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like the first of its kind on the platform, like you definitely want to see more of it, right? Um, I think they look cool. Like, yeah. I think they look cool. I don't, I don't have one, unfortunately. <laughs> Small run, yeah. 64 only. Which I think makes sense because again, it's what can the yeah. project support? But you know, it—I don't think it got into the hands of flippers at all. It's people who generally thought it was cool, right? And then you can see the lowest second sales, twenty-two tes, like <laughs> after an eight tes mint, like that's incredibly strong, strong performance. So, yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what else they have. Metamorphose two, let's bring it. Yeah, I'll maybe, definitely be paying more attention if next they time. unlock a way to maybe bring the quantity up into the 200s where people actually have a decent shot of minting it by people. I mean us. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, so I want to call out 
Ova's Truth 2 here, uh, follow-up to Truth 1, which had seen a decent amount of play on the secondary. They put this one out at like a higher quantity and a higher price, a testament. And really just wanted to call it out because I think it was one of the first pieces we saw an artist go like, oops, I made a mistake and then burned it down. So they burned from like 256 down to 56 editions. Um, so, and I had like a little Twitter conversation with them. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter. We'd love it. And you can uh, support us by, you know, retweeting whenever we post a new episode or something. Just got to plug that again. But they said that they had seen community feedback on the project, the pricing and quantity, and they want to rectify that. And they use the new burn mechanic to do that, which is great. Um, then Mikkel Hartman released another piece after being kind of a darling from the week before. But they released like a 2,000-plus edition at Tutez that just was kind of worth calling out as like an oddball move from them, like very different from their previous work. Kind of got buried on Wednesday because that was the first day we had the locked feed mm-hmm. on verified artists. And at that time when unverified artists were coming out of the lockdown, they were being put deep into the queue, like on the gallery page instead of being surfaced to the top like they are now. So I think this one's like the common combination of like an oddball weird project like, do you really want to buy a design that has 2,000 plus editions? And then just kind of miss the discovery phase of yeah. it never was at the top of the queue. Yeah. I mean, I think that even in the description of the project, and I'll, I'll read it here, is the set of color possible colors isn't very restricted. So you can go look for the eye of your favorite fae, elf, or demon. So, like, the language there implies to me that, like, mint as many as you want. Like, it's a very accessible to Tez. But then, like, if you're not a huge fan of what you like, put it up on the market and then sell it and buy the one that you do like. And so I think that, you know, with the 2048 editions here, like, like you really have the ability to find the exact work that you like. Like, Mm. I think the unfortunate thing is that it kind of speaks to um, the user base right now that if there isn't any reason to buy something because you can sell it, like at profit, like there are very few people who are collecting purely for collection's sake. And so I think that, that maybe that message gets lost a little bit because I, the eye outputs are really great, but you know, I'm looking at it right now. There are 110 mints minted. And out of those, there are only like eight that are up for sale. And so yeah. again, that kind of goes against the ethos of the project just because, you know, there aren't that many options put on the market for you to like pick out and choose from. Yeah. And maybe this is one that, is rediscovered over time, you know, with the, with a, the appropriate, like a uh, influencer on Twitter, calling it out. Maybe who knows? Um, last but not least, we have Reese Reyes. Got to figure out the pronunciation because the dude is so famous. Released another one of the century series. That was the third one. Um, the fourth one came out today, which we'll get to, but yeah, just another one, you know, only number five left to come probably sometime next week and then wait and see what does that mean, right? I think everyone's It means that curious. everybody who holds all five gets airdrop something amazing. Yeah, you get like an Exodia airdrop or something. I mean, that's one of the theories, right? Like yeah. people keep saying there's got, there, there must be something more to this. Um, I think it's justified if, if it's just a way to get one of ones of their work out to like a wide audience or if they're just dabbling in Tezos. But yeah, it would be cool if there was some kind of grand plan to the end. Yeah, I really appreciate the like the pricing on this. To be honest, and all everything in this series, 
one Tez, a thousand. It's like just everybody can get one. You know, it's not really a flippers market. Although I think the first one is still going for pretty high because nobody knew what was happening, and so it was consolidated into just a few fewer wallets early on. But like, yeah. I don't care if anything comes out of it. I think it's just kind of cool to have like a series where it's almost like Pokemon. You, you got to get a, it's a it's a motivation to collect when it's like one out of five, two out of five, three out of five. Um, and so I, having all five out of five is just something that would be really nice regardless. Yeah. Um, I definitely intend to have one of each in my vault. Like, but just that, just that, like I, you know, I've actually never minted one. I've missed every single time. So I've just either been gifted one on, from you or bought one on the secondary and I'm, I'm not holding these to flip long-term. You know, I know some people are just, I want one of each. Cause I think you know, the, the artist obviously has a ton of, um, historical relevance to generative art. So yeah. Great. To That's have. amazing that everybody can have a little bit of ownership of that. So yeah. Kudos. All right. Thursday. Thursday. This is a big day. Very like a lot fewer like mints put out compared to Wednesday, but have to say probably a lot heavier hitting. Heavier hitting to the stack, to the wallet. You know, if you were not, uh, out of Tez on Wednesday, you were probably out of Tez on Thursday if you were able to mint either the Pepe XYZ stitched or the Kim Asendorf transactions. Um, Pepe was 40 Tez for a project that ended up being 100 quantity after they took 28 for themselves, and they had a reason for that, which we'll get to. Um, and then transactions was 48 to mint. Is that right, or is it 38? It was 48. I 48 bought that mint. with my uh, remaining stack from yeah. spewing on Wednesday yeah. and was pretty precarious, but it's a great piece. Yeah. 48 at the time was the floor pl- price of reading a book. Yeah. Our previous um, drop. So it makes sense. Kind of a nice call out to that past project that had a thousand editions, right? And that was one of those classic projects that from the early days of the platform that took its sweet time minting out. I don't think it was quite 48. I think it was like 20 or, or 10 considered quite expensive. It was 10 times, yeah. 10. Um, Kim minted 16 and left about, what was it, 323? No, yeah, no, it was 320. Was so they minted 5% of the uh, population or addition, yeah. whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I was actually lucky to mint two of the cams and be down almost hundred tests. <laughs> yeah. I um, minted one again, if I could mint it too, I probably would have, but I think that it's a really great piece. You know, if you haven't checked it, checked out transactions.com or XTZ or GG, I don't remember the, the ending of the URL, but Kim set up a website where you can, go through and really just click through every single piece, like in you know full screen mode. It's really, really fun. It's just kind of see the variation out there. I have to say, like, I prefer this to reading a book. It's just more my style. I agree. Um, and it seemed some action on the secondary. Like I haven't really noticed a pattern into like what like variations are like more desirable from like the people's perspective. Um, but we've seen some like pretty like swings. Like earlier today, I saw one go for 47, so below mint. And then like two minutes later, I saw one go for like 120. So 
really not quite sure how people are like quantifying like some of yeah. the decisions to like price this or buy this that sort of thing. This is the type of project where like the rarity metric just might as well not exist because it's the way that it it animates and just the nature of the piece itself. It's like kind of doesn't matter. No, the rarity, right? Rarity what doesn't matter. Rarity like is it. a construct, right? Man, there's an ambulance going by. I'm just going to talk through it. Um, but you know, I'm a kind of a hater of these animated pieces. At least that's just for my taste. Again, I think people are probably going to who listen to this episode are going to be like, "Well, what does he like?" <laughs> if he doesn't like landscapes, he doesn't like animated pieces. But this is one that I actually really like and checks up like a lot of boxes for me. Like I think. Mm-hmm. The one thing it does, which is important from like a collectible standpoint, is that it leaves a good thumbnail. And I know that's such a stupid thing to care about and comment on, but that is like really important when it comes to how people are going to be viewing these, especially right now as the gallery doesn't animate, like the thumbnails don't animate, right? So there's a lot of pieces that animate and that you're just not even going to know what the potential of them is unless you take the time to click through. And I think anyone who uses FX hash is now at this point used to having like a dozen tabs open and getting lost in tabs. And it's like, that's just mm-hmm. another tab that you have to have open now when you're looking at pieces. We need a wish list. Yeah. Maybe it's coming. Um, but I mean, this, I even prefer the animation to like say a toxi. Like I really love the way these look. Yeah. I also just love the variation. Like, like this doesn't, like I'm more of a fan of landscapes. I hate to say it, um, but I think that the variation is super cool. I'm just scrolling through the collection. There's one that's monochrome that looks just so different, like and differentiated from the rest of the collection. So monochrome haters, which could be us. Like I don't really care. It looks super nice. Um, yeah, I think this is something that I'm looking forward to holding for as long as I can. Yeah. Um, just because I also know that. Kim is also just such a, you know, important player in the space. And this is yeah. really nice. I, I did. So I, I got my two. I picked the one that I liked most that I'm going to keep. And then I took the one that I liked less and I put it on the market, but I put it nowhere near floor. You know, this is not one that I'm like trying to flip quickly. Um, like I, this is this is a project I am a believer in long term. So I'm not trying to move a piece. Um, no. I guess check with me in a week, but yeah, as of right now, I'm not trying to flip it uh, anywhere near floor. I I really like it. Um, yeah, same. So what about Stitched? What about Pepe? I was actually away from my computer when Stitch dropped. Didn't really matter because I was not sitting on 40 chess at the time, but I was having fortunate enough to collect the first two pieces from Pepe. Again, Cathedrals is probably the favorite thing that I've minted so far. Um, stitched, I think is a huge, I'm not going to say upgrade, but you know, it's so different from symphony in that a, it generates a really good thumbnail. And also there's a lot more variety within the collection. So I think that this is something that if I happen to have the ability to get one at, you know, floor, for example, I will definitely go and grab for it. Um, again, it's really nice. And, you know, I don't really care about the mystery behind Pepe, but I just like that they're, like, creating some different types of pieces. You know, definitely much more in the reign of the fine art, which, you know, just speaks to me. Yeah, I know that people who are able to look at the code and understand it uh, really revere what 
Pepe did with cathedrals. And they're like, I've never seen code like this. I don't know what that means, but I take their word for it. You know, <laughs> you know that there must be something really cool there. And I, I assume it has to do with the way that the kind of like the textures and the, and the, and the, the haziness, like the, those pieces look like they're, they're underneath, like, Mm-hmm. Um, something that's obscuring them, right? Like there's a gauziness to them that maybe that's very, very difficult, or probably I should say that's very, very difficult to, to handle in code, especially like a generative project. But I think Stitched as a, like if you were to pick one of the three, not investment advice, but if you were to pick one of the three to go long on long-term, I feel like Stitched's the one. Cause like, I think the thumbnails, like on all of them, and again, there's only a hundred, right? So it's a much lower run than cathedrals or symphony. Buy on Ethereum, or you can buy on Ethereum, which is what they did with eighteen of the twenty-eight that they minted for their own use. They wrapped them and sold them on OpenSea. I didn't see yeah, where they to- ended up. Um, I haven't checked that out either, but you know, you get to pay gas equal to mint, so you get to double down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I assume they went for more because of I, if you factored in the gas, they 100 percent did go for more. Um, but I wonder how how much they went for compared to like the current floor, which is probably like around a hundred or one hundred and thirty would be my guess. So the I did get one, which I had floor like, by the way. But yeah, the current um, floor is one hundred and eighty four. Okay, wow. So nice. with eighteen listed, so I mean, it's been a bit since we've seen a a trade. Uh, the last one that got sold was sold for ninety two. So I think one hundred eighty four might be. Not necessarily. It's the floor, but not necessarily like it's not the liquidity. The support, <laughs> yeah. Floor is resistance, right? Resistance, as Galaxy says, floor is resistance. Floor, floor, you think of as support because you think if I list it at floor, it will go. But floor is resistance. Like that is, if you actually want to go, you have to list it at some percentage under floor. We don't know where that is, but I. So despite the fact that I actually did sell mine because I was at a literal zero, um, this is if, if I had to pick one of the three to go like long on, I would probably pick stitch because of the way the thumbnails look. I think it's kind of easy to grok, right? It's easy to look at this project and, 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 and appreciate it. And also just, again, because of the small quantity relative to the other two. Yeah. I, I still think that I prefer cathedrals the most. I think that, um, I love the, the fact that it, Although there's areas and layers of abstraction to it, like through like the haziness and the mist and the fog, um, I, I like that it's more grounded in, you know, actual architecture or buildings. You know, I studied a lot of medieval art history and ancient art history in college. And so like that sort of thing just really hits me in the heart. You know, I can't actually walk, despite not having grown up with religion at all, um, and being very like agnostic in that sort of way. Like I can't actually walk into a medieval or like Gothic church in Europe without like crying for whatever reason. I don't know. It's just something that, um, well, you hardly ever cry. So uh, that is wrong. <laughs> that was the point I was making. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, um, but I'm actually looking at the open sea collection for stitched and I not quite sure if this is what the listed or if it's what it sold at from an auction perspective, but it looks like we're seeing anything from 0.1 ETH up to, uh, 0.24 ETH. And that means nothing to me. 0.25 ETH. So 0.1 ETH is like pretty close to the, that's like a hundred Tez right now. Okay. Right? Or did we go, are we below 4,000? I can't remember. I haven't looked actually. 
like all I kind of watch now is FX hash. Like I don't even really pay attention to all my other crypto <laughs> at this point. Um, but so like a hundred uh, 0.1 ETH is probably like around or a little. But and you can put it into dollar terms, and then we can just convert it back. But it's hard because like the you know it changes so much. But I think that that they're I would call them roughly equivalent, right? They're not like an order of magnitude off from each other. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, interesting, interesting experiment from them and. Uh, you know, not the first artist to release a project like cross-platform, you know. Glitch Mountains. Glitch Mountains or like, um, or DOS Punks, right? Half yeah. run Tezos, half run Ethereum. Yeah. Um, so but I think a- it's interesting because like that's the second time, like, you know, the ability to, for the artists to hold and mint while they're holding is something that was brand new this week. And I think while we were sitting there waiting for things to release, just watching the artist to mint things slowly one at a time and just conjecturing like what, why is Kim minting 16 transactions? Like, why is this taking so long? And like, it, it, it was like an interesting addition to like the mechanics of the platform for sure. I understand yeah, it, why it's it built hype. It definitely yeah. built hype and anticipation in the discord, at least in price discussion. I was not monitoring general chat who perhaps maybe they were a little more irritated um, by it, but I think in price discussion, everyone was very amused and even conjectured that maybe Pepe was just going to mint them all and then individually list them or do something. I mean, that would be a very interesting experiment for an artist to do. I, I don't know if it would go over well, but it would be interesting for sure. It'd be like a pseudo Dutch, Dutch auction where artists mints everything and then just puts them at a range of prices post yeah, real and less people go nuts on yeah. them. Um, so those were definitely the big. Drops um, from Thursday as far as Boulder. price. Yeah, I, but I want to save that for the end. Okay, we can save that for the Because that's a big conversation. We do have to keep moving because we're getting close to an hour already. Um, but the other ones from Thursday that were interesting, uh, Notaru, who has had a lot of projects on the on the site, uh, released Fractured Cells. Definitely their biggest project to date, even though I think their stuff generally was minting out, or coming close to minting out. Um, uh, Matt Delorier's or Matt Diesel, as I call him on Twitter, called out the collection. And um, some of the whales jumped on this one as well. And it even was selling again more today, like in the teens. Yeah. So this is a project that like looks really cool. Um, it's cool to see a, a, you know, I don't, I don't mean this in a diminutive way, but like a smaller artist on the platform, someone who prices a lot of their stuff in the one to two test range, like kind of blow up like this, right. And get a 10 X on, mm-hmm on pieces and uh, yeah. certainly has elevated them and caused caused exploration of their back catalog and, and some secondary action there. So you just love to see it. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're here for. And uh, I think that's, you know, one of the value adds of Tez over at ETH is that it's where anybody can come in at any price point and, you know, really release good work. And it's all just up to the community to discover. Yeah. Um, so we're going to save Shavemboulder. The only other one for Thursday was the Matt Circles Paper World, which I would put into the landscape category. And just as a small update on that one, the highest that sold during the frenzy was 123 Tez. The floor is down to 25 now. So this is one that is trending down. I'd be interested to see if I haven't, I missed this mint entirely again because working sucks. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if there are any sort of rarity attributes that kind of lend it, lent itself to the 123, uh, highest sale. 
Um, but again, with the floor being 25 on a 1.2 Tez Mint, uh, I think that's still a pretty good return. Um, yeah. And it I know that you have some thoughts and feelings about the place. Yeah, it was a good one- return for the person who sold it. You can't deny that. I don't know if the person who bought it, you know, I assume if you're going to spend that much money on a piece, you have to at the very minimum be willing to say, well, at least I enjoyed the piece if it goes to zero, right? Like, so. Yeah. I don't see this one going to, to zero. Like, I think that it could get lost in a bit of like our pseudo landscapes, but I think that this one is like very different. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the winter wonderland type of effect where it's much more like hyper stylized. Um, I love the fact that it kind of looks like little paper cutouts. So definitely no hate on that there. Cool. We'll see. I didn't get one. No, neither did I. I, If I had gotten one, I would have gotten as many as possible. All right. Are we good to move to Friday? Yeah. Friday was slow. Friday was slow. Friday was quiet. And Friday was like a great, to me, a cool day to see like a lot of unknowns and again, smaller artists kind of getting their moments because there really was only one big, big drop or categorically big drop, which I would say is like the gingy drop. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That was probably the biggest one of the day. Yeah. I I didn't, don't have anything else. I mean, maybe you could put Klaus Wilkie there, but I I wouldn't call them like as established yet. You know, there may be like someone who's going to establish themselves on the, on the platform and, you know, maybe in a few months, like Klaus will be a household household name, but Jinji definitely had a claim from from their first drop, which I think was like a sub one hundred project, like very early on the platform. Very very cool animated piece, and they followed it up with segments here, which is like I kind of saw this piece and immediately I thought Marble Madness. If anyone ever played that game, like it really has that vibe of the way the the terrain moves. Um, did you like this one when you saw it? Um, I didn't love it when I saw it. Um, I was not allowed to have a computer when I was a child, so uh, I was not exposed to Marble Madness, as I'm sure many were. Uh, looking at the stats, if you listen to our podcast, it's solidly in like the like the 30 plus age range. So probably some people who played Marble Madness there. I think that some of the uh, variations can be pretty interesting, but like yeah, yeah. the price was good. It was like eight tes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 500-ish editions. Which is a pretty big like addition for 8 Tez. You know, you're really banking on it doing well on the secondary if you're buying yeah. it to like possibly sell. Yeah. And this is one that, you know, maybe because it was the big hype drop for the day or maybe because it just kind of hit that sweet spot of quantity and price. But this is one that definitely got attacked by flippers in a big way. And we've seen like a lot of pieces going around and under mint um personally like i think this project has suffers from the thumbnails not animating a lot you see just a lot that just look like like monocolored grids it's really hard to know the novelty of the piece again you have to do a lot of work to maybe find the ones i'm sure there's some pieces that sold well above mint that people did do the work to to figure out Mm -hmm. right like why they want it but I think ultimately, like that type of thing is going to keep the project down. It yeah, has this homogeneity to it. That I have to say that 
Yeah. yeah, the ones that are rare really do stand out. If you check out like the rarity checker that uh, Zenkan put out there, like they're really differentiated. Definitely like more special. They kind of get into like almost like a like to me they it makes me think of like a temple almost or like an outdoor temple type of thing, very druidic, which is weird to say about something that's so overly geometric, but they were really nice looking. I think it's just the, some of them like as you get into lower rarities, not to be a a rarity queen or whatever like there's a lot of seeminess i have to say yeah it's unfortunate um you know i i did not mint it i think i was actually away when it dropped i don't remember where i was or if i intentionally skipped it because again it's sunday now friday feels so long ago um <clears throat> but i think I, this is one that it's going to need some you know if you're hoping for if you're hoping to make a profit off it someday. It's probably going to take time. You need some whales to come in and you need it to find community because there's, it's pretty underwater right now. Yeah. I mean, that said, like it was, inter- it was fun on Friday, just watching it trade back and forth between like five, four and seven Tez, you know, again, like 50% of mint, you hate to see it, but just, it has so is 216 like sales on the secondary already. And I think that almost all of them were on Friday. No, no, no. And so- it has 216 items listed for sale oh right oh, oh 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 sorry and 112 secondary sales yeah. so that gives you a, and so almost 50 percent on the market the floor is four the floor is yeah. half mint so like it's, depending it's on how much if undercutting still is a like thing that people are doing well into the like the future of this piece of work i i definitely wouldn't mind picking one up at the floor if something speaks to me uh, I almost did it several times on uh, Friday, but unfortunately I was sitting on 10 Tez. It seemed like a really bad life choice. Um, but yeah, I don't think that this project is doomed by any means. I think that like it has a lot of like long-term play because uh, it is like pretty fun and like differentiated, so to speak, versus some of the other stuff that's yeah. more of like this, like mathy, like block-based stuff. Um yeah, I mean, so who I knows think it'll be if we ten x users, right? If we ten x yeah. users, like this could easily have its renaissance. Like, like, yeah. like so many projects who kind of suffered from this issue of being overly flipped and just having, you know, perceived diversity issues. Like, it, all it takes is a is an expansion, like a meaningful expansion of the user base for yeah, none of that to matter. We'd love to see what this is doing in six months. Yeah. So a couple other cool ones from Friday. I mean, we already talked about Estian's. 20s project. Mm-hmm. We mentioned W. Watkins Charcoal Brutalism. Both of those came out, um, had their had their runs. You know, both have some well known holders. You know, from the community, some you know combination of whales and just Discord regulars uh, happy about those projects. The interesting one, I think, was Jacob Antilak's Try Hatch, which just kind of seemed to get minted out didn't seem to get any flipper attention and then has just been steadily moving up kind of yeah. despite its simplicity i would say yeah it's really interesting because like i think it's one of those things where it's just people are trading up trading up trading up because it's 128 with 103 sales on the secondary already and so like you know it was what i don't know one to two tes to 2.5 tes mint like slowly working its way up to an 11 Tez floor. Like I have to say that I think I was asleep 
yeah, when this I was. came out and I missed maybe some of the conversation that was happening on discord uh, when it just went live, but it's doing something. I it's don't know something. what or why, but it's, it's crazy. If, if I had to make a comparison, you know, looking at it, the project this reminds me most of that's done well is weave. Really? Yes. I mean, and the reason I say that is I think it's, it's a textural project and, and the colors feel a lot like weave now obviously like weave has the distinction of being the number six project on the platform right so also the number six best project on the platform right it also has a huge just love in the community um but when i look at these like if you had told me this was that artist's second piece i would go oh that makes sense right mm. looking at the color palettes and just looking at the way that it plays with texture um it, it feels like it could could have been a successor project there um, so I think the only red flag is that it is at still 40 out of 128 on the market, which is like a 30%, but it's trend. It looks like it's trending in the right direction, right? Like yeah. not seeing more undercutters coming in. It seems like it's found it's, it's finding its way into long-term holders. So unfortunately one that I miss and don't hold, but it's, yeah, it could be one of those, like, uh, I don't know. What do you think the long-term prospects are? Um, I'm going to be bearish on this and say probably not great. Like I actually just opened one up like full screen and like looking at it um, in the live view is actually interesting because it's not actually like woven together. It's like hyper geometric. And so it's really kind of cool to see that um, pattern play out. Like when you're not just looking at the preview, but like my sense based off of the secondary action is that, you know, it was trading, it was trading, it was trading. So like not necessarily in the hands of flippers, but like people who are buying because it's like, holy shit, this thing is like doing really well. I want to get get in at the floor to eventually sell it when it hits like 20, 30, 40 tes, right? And so I think that that's kind of what we saw happening. So it was like maybe like a semi-artificial like slash hype-based pump that really didn't go anywhere because you're not seeing like the actual collectors like buying and holding and then buying and buying and buying. Like I get the sense that it was maybe people who were buying and listing higher, that sort of thing. All right. Maybe one that we can flag and adopt to, to follow up on in the future. Yeah. And if anybody was in the discord when it was happening, we'd love to hear more about the narrative there, but that's just my very semi-informed take. Like, I think it's a cool piece. Um, I will probably not buy this really nice looking one at 72. However, Gotcha. It's very nice though. And I, so I missed this, this last one that we have on the list for Friday before we move on to Saturday here, but the Florian Zumbrun Eclat. Mm-hmm. You were around nice. for that one. Did you mint it? I was it? around. Did you? I did not mint it. I think for, because Friday was a slow day, like this probably minted out over the course of like five to 10 minutes rather than like our typical one to two blocks. And so I personally probably just sat there and slightly disregarded it. Um, but I know that people in discord really liked it and kind of looking at the collection or just what's available in the marketplace, like the variation is there. It really reminds me of celestial collisions. Like, and I mean that in like the best possible way. Um, but maybe slightly more geographic, like, like geometric. Um, I don't know. I think it was like one of those things that just kind of sits there quietly and then like it has a slow explosion. That's how it felt living the experience on Friday, you know, the ones that like, they're not like hit by flippers. It's like, like just people who are like looking at things like from an evaluative perspective. 
Um, and yeah, then it's, it's just kind cool. of having that word of mouth. It's it definitely, I definitely see the celestial collisions comparison. It's it has some, some diversity to it. I'm, I'm just skimming the market here. I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a few, I'm seeing like a, a constant or not a constant. I'm, just, I'm having a hard time phrasing what I'm trying to say here. Then I'm seeing like a baseline version or variation mm-hmm. fairly common. And then I'm seeing some cool diversions from that. Right. Like some of these yeah. also look, like I'm looking at a clot number 192 kind of has a beyond feel to it where it's like mm-hmm. a couple large celestial objects um, radiating out and kind of playing on, on like the emptiness of space. Whereas a lot of the other pieces are trying to fill up the void yeah. with, with um, color and dimension. Yeah. Assuming that you're looking at the marketplace, if you scroll two lines down and look at 200, like that's also just one that's like so incredibly different. I think that somebody else mentioned that there, there's also like a fireworks feel to this. Oh, the, the uh, heavy. Which, yeah, which I totally get. Um, but I think that this is more, um, the color palette is like a little bit more steamy, like across the entire piece. Um, I think it's, again, like we're seeing like that consistency of things being like, like super powerful and like hyped the first day that they release. And then as a community are like those 11 hours that minting is off. <laughs> like we just completely like gain amnesia and forget everything that has ever been minted before yeah. that with the exception of like, like our blue chips. Yeah. When you've been chilling in discord for like six hours and there's just not a lot going on. And then this piece I think dropped pretty close to the end of the minting window for that day too. So then it's just like, Oh, here we go. Like, like, let's, this is the one that we're all going to ape into for the day. Um, super cool. I, yeah, I was probably preparing dinner or something when this dropped and uh, missed it, but I'm a fan of celestial collisions. It looks really cool to me. Um, you know, if the floor comes down, it's, it's actually kind of like flirting with the floor of celestial collisions, um, mm-hmm. which has ha- really been in decline. It's like down to 15, that project. And Disgusting. A clots here is at like a, like 10 ish. So, it has a lot less quantity too. Celestial collisions had like eight hundred, if you can imagine. Yeah, eight hundred at five tes each. Um, yeah, love that project. Again, I, I hate that like people are like dinging celestial collisions for like the previews being very different from the thumbnails. Like, yeah, and I get it, and that sucks. But even when it's like full screen, it's still awesome. It's just a little bit different. Cool. Saturday. I spent Saturday, I spent 12 hours on Saturday doing a puzzle and periodically like checking in on what was happening here. But again, my take is that it was an incredibly slow day. Slow day and a day where we saw some projects that I think were flagged as like big releases kind of come out and not perform. Right? Again, like let's not mince words like there were two projects that dropped that day, the ID flood, the bricks one. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of wonder, is there going to be a bricks two? Uh, you know, right? Like it's a, uh, it hasn't finished minting out. Um, let me see how I opened it up here. It's at bricks is half minted. of five twelve minted. The floor is seven. So it's below mint price. And then the other one, similarly, El Tono's Division X, 
This one released with 999 editions. Which again, 11, yeah, and it's at like 90 ish minted. Yeah, and I think that maybe we can talk about it here. You know, we briefly chatted about it in Discord, right, right when this was releasing, and it was, I think, being held. Um, yeah, let's, you know, let's actually like, make the executive decision to talk about this right now because okay. we're at an hour 15. We don't have a ton of big stuff to talk about in terms of drops. Like we have a couple of good ones, but let's let's do the big discussion, which is the mechanism, the burning mechanism, and artists who have played with it. Yeah, let's go st- for it. Well, yeah. Do you want to start, or do you want me to say my piece? You can. Well, okay. So let's just go through some of the like the big names that have had burning happen. You know, whether it's for various reasons, like I think with the the Roxanne with Glitch, you know, that that was a very obvious thing where it's like, let's kind of do like a pseudo soft relaunch, you know, get through what we have and then burn the rest. You know, we all already talked about Ova with Truth 2 and, you know, just the idea that, oh, no, this was like kind of aggressive in its cost to addition ratio compared to Ova 1. So let's just you know, burn the rest to kind of make it a, like a, uh, like a consistent collection. Um, like those are the two big ones, but you know, we haven't talked about Shivan Boulder with NFT Yeah, and then, you know, obviously you want to go with that. Yeah. So to me, the biggest story of the week was what Shivan Boulder did with that drop. Um, if you weren't online at the time, it was like, I think it was 2,500 editions, 25 to mint. And I don't know if it was ever explicitly stated, but it was it was heavily implied and read into based on their Twitter that you were going to have 25 minutes to mint and then anything that was not minted is going to be burned. And you know, that's exactly what happened. That's how it played out. And 323 got minted over that time. The project was burned down. And now I think it's trading close to 3x mint. Amazing. And... This is, and considering the way that their last project went down, which was like, I think, 500-ish quantity. And immediately trading below mint. And immediately trading below, and then causing a lot of drama, and people getting mad at the artist, and the artist not understanding and why people were minting it, and, and trading it before it had even been revealed, and then getting mad that the price was not what they wanted. So first of all, I think this is like a great pivot by them. Yes. To respond to the way their last one was received. But also, the result here was that, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, they've created this potential mechanism to completely deter flippers. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we talked about re- briefly last week, right? I didn't, yeah, I, I kind of conjectured an artist might do this, but I had not put together what a deterrent could be to... Mm-hmm flippers and how good it could be for like maintaining the floor of a piece. And I think here you saw like the marriage of a high enough price, 25 mm-hmm. Tez and a virtually uncapped quantity, 2,500. Anybody like who wants one, who is like at their laptop in this 25 minute window can, can and get will it. get as many as they want. Yeah. And, th- and that takes all the power away from the flippers because flippers eat off the fact that they know how to, they know how to get in front of block space when the average person doesn't. Like, I don't know how to set up a private node. Like, I don't know how to write scripts and to control eight different wallets 
to then also mm-hmm. manipulate gas and make sure that like I can get eight of a the first eight of a piece that only has 100 or 200 or three. I mean, even, even up to 400 quantity can be really competitive. Like sometimes you feel lucky just to get one. Yeah. And when you, you can just see anecdotally people who, you know, are very engaged in the community going, I missed my wallet bugged out. Oh, like the transaction hung or like, wow, that was fast. Right. Yeah. This is such a discovery. Like it's such an innovation and this burn mechanism allows artists to do things like this. Um, You know, I think the caveat being that we have not seen someone who's like really big try it yet. Right. Like someone, like if Zancan came in, right. Everybody who wants a garden monolith can get a garden monolith. Right. And so there is a, there is some tension here that you can't just do this with like 2,500 pieces or 10,000 pieces and do one Tez, right? Because you can try it. I would love to you, see somebody run that experiment. No, you so could, so but here's a, the issue, right? Is that generative art does not scale. Yeah, like true. artists, not every always. artist, when they release a piece has an, has a target in mind or like they, they release the number of editions that they want in general, like the, or I should say the good ones do because they believe that is like the representative number of that collection. And that's how many they want to be in existence. And I remember this is one of the reasons that Zancan was like kind of critical of the preview feature that had been enabled on the site. And now the it's variations. Optional, right? Yeah. Now it's optional that you can either cap it as an artist or you can just disable it. Like Zancan was critical of that because it's like, well, I don't want people seeing another 300 gardens. Like the amount that I made is the amount that I want. When you, if you try this tactic, you are certainly running the risk, especially as a very big artist, of of maybe having fifty percent more, one hundred percent more, yeah, two hundred percent more diluting additions. Your brand. Yeah, diluting the brand, making the piece less special, but it worked in this case, and so I don't. I really am interested to see how artists react to this, and like, could Zancan do it with charging a hundred and leaving it uncapped for an hour? Like, probably. Everyone who wants to like spend an hour clearing a transaction to get a hundred tes into their account or however long it might take them. Like for some Five of us, days. for Five some of us, days. an hour is not enough. <laughs> for some of us in New York State, an hour is not enough. But for a lot of people elsewhere, like seeing the tweet, living in a place where laws are normal, being able to, to you know, assuming they have the means, get a hundred tes into their account to go buy one. Like an hour is a, is a lot of a window, even two hours, right? Mm-hmm. But would would they mint like would would ten thousand Zamkens get minted in, in like? a period of time at that price. Like I think every artist could probably find their price to do a limited time uncapped mint to counter bots and counter flippers if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. And I think that we'll see the use of this like a lot, hopefully in the mo- like the coming weeks. I know that like last week we talked a lot about our phase one, phase two, phase three, like, like Paradigms. versions of, yeah, yeah. And I think that depending on how artists choose to use this, it could really like kind of signal the the shift to a potential phase four where anybody who wants anything can get it, or at least on some pieces. And then it's really kind of more of that buy and hold. And then if you want to sell for liquidity, like like wait for more whales and or wait for the plat- platform to get bigger. And so it's kind of like a um like an IDO or an ICO of sorts. When it comes to like particular like people coming onto the platform, right? Yeah, it's. I, I think it's cool. You know, I, maybe there's some 
know, I know that when when yesterday when the Altono dropped, I was kind of speculating in Discord that they were going to burn it, and people were like, "What makes you say that? What did, did they say they were going to burn it?" I was like, "No, but just look, like it's mm-hmm. obvious, right? Like you've released a big piece with a like a thousand editions, a thousand editions." Like it's in play. Like it's yeah. how can you not? How can you think the artist will not consider minting or not, sorry, not consider burning? Like when it's a tool that's available to them. Yeah, and, and I think I countered there. You know where I, I completely hear you and see you, um, but you know from a goodwill perspective, you know I think it's something that has to be fully communicated. Like I think that if an artist goes through and it's like just like screw it, you know. I've only minted like a quarter of the collection. I'm burning the rest without any sort of preamble or setting expectations with the user base. Like, I think that that's not going to come across well. Like, I think it's about setting the expectation of this is your window to get something like act within this window. And it's really setting the expectation and like the standard for like how long you have to get it, you know? And I think that, you know, one of the other big shifts that we had talked about in regards with phase three is the idea that whales are going to sit out on mints because it's impossible to get something like unless they're going above and beyond to actually set up the special infrastructure to do it. And so like, they're very happy to sit passive, you know, pick up what they want on the secondary, as soon as like something goes below four below the floor and, you know, really be able to curate their own collection. But I think with this sort of like mechanic in play, I think it encourages whales to come back to the platform within like particular times so that they can kind of get their collection, so to speak, um, while they can, and you know, at hopefully a reasonable cost. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple things on that. So starting with the last one first, like I think it depends on the on the caliber of whale. Like, yeah, I think there's a caliber of whale who's playing with, you know, USD equivalents of the of millions, hundreds of thousands of millions, who does not care about metaversal. Me. Yeah. Okay. Like the metaversal, like the the. The companies that have a presence here, the individuals like, you know, Galaxy, um, who you know, like, have just brought a lot of money in and they deploy it not to mint, they are picking pieces. So, you know, I think there's maybe medium whales who are playing with, like, tens of thousands who might appreciate the ability to, like, mint five and because maybe they maybe they hold a special attachment to being able to mint, right? Maybe there's, maybe there is some sentimental value to being like i minted that one versus i bought that one that i really liked in the secondary right and that's an individual kind of feeling mm-hmm. and like your mileage may vary on that from from like a fairness standpoint i feel like the way that mints run now is very binary right they either are gone in two to three to four blocks or they sit and it's it's the rare few that kind of take their time and mint out over the course of days or weeks or, I think that, know, that the hours. hours, like, I think that's where we've seen a lot of the value come through where it's kind of these like under the radar gems that blow up, like obviously right. not from a flipper perspective, like immediately, but I think that some of those have some of like the longer term value. And by longer term, I mean, over the course of weeks, right. I mean, than just at, the next 24 to 48 hours at the beginning of the platform when there was, you know, hundreds and not thousands of users, like, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for an artist to go like, oh, it's not minting as fast as I wanted to because the expectation wasn't there. Yeah. Right. There wasn't this precedent of like things minting out in a couple blocks. Um, but as we scale to like tens of thousands and probably someday hundreds of thousands of users, like I, I think if an artist releases a project and there's that critical mass of people on the platform and it's been like 
even even like, let's say a day, right? Like, like let's give the whole world like their best time zone <laughs> to mint. And if it hasn't moved that much in a day, I think, and you want to burn it, like I don't think anyone can claim that they're mad about that. Yeah. Um, and if Altono decided today to mint or to burn ninety percent of the supply, I don't think anyone could say like, "Oh, well, I was going to mint that." It's like you've had a day, and you know how the site works. Like it either they either mint out or they don't. Like, and you know that this is a thing that. that can happen. I fully disagree with that, and you know I think maybe I agree with that in the context of whales or dolphins, so to speak. But as somebody who has sitting on a relatively small stack, like something might not be on my buy list because I don't have buy pressure. You know, it's something that I might be looking at over the course of days. Like, for example, glitched mountains. You know, every single time I hit a certain threshold in my stack, I will go and buy a glitched mountain as a reward to myself. So, like, just as an example of that. Whereas, you know, if I had a little bit more breathing room, I might go through and mint more. But it's all like, you know, like it's all dependent on my ability to sustain myself. And for example, um, we just looked at growth by Robert uh, Hodgins, right? Yeah, Robert Hodgins. And I just checked on Twitter and there was zero mention of it being burned at all. It just was kind of a very random burn that came through. Yeah, you know, that one's you been out for multiple weeks. That you one's can been out that one has been. Christmas. Christmas before Christmas, yeah. actually. But you can say that if there was the buy pressure and the like, you know, the the call to action to users to buy this before it's gone. A, I think that would propel more primary sales for the artist, and you know, also it would be like very encouraging for the people who are like actually like it would have more of the hype. You know, it's about buy pressure, like. That's something I've been saying like a little bit this week is that, you know, if there are 10,000 editions of something, I have no reason to buy it unless I just like truly genuinely love it, you know, and I might go back and pick it up periodically, you know, as, as needed. But if something just disappears, it's like, well, shit, that's something that I wanted. If I knew that it was going away, I would have bought it. And so it also kind of makes me a little bit wary of that artist in the future, or maybe it actually trains me (laughs) to buy from them faster. I don't know. It could really go either way. But I think it's on the artist to kind of provide that information going into it on more of like a good faith basis. Yeah, I mean, I take I take the point that should be communicated. And I did actually like at Eltono on Twitter conjecturing like, hey, if you're going to burn this, will it be announced? And then they said yes. They didn't say yes, I'm going to burn it and announce it. But they did say if it's going to be burned, there will be an announcement, right? So I don't so want to create trail. confusion. I'm not confirming it's going to be burned. I'm just saying that the artist has said there would be an announcement if that was going to be the case. You know, for Robert, like I feel like this is a special case because this is a project where I think I don't know if the expectation that was that it was going to mint out instantly, but I think it didn't get the traction that maybe he was expecting because he was offering people refunds yeah. on Twitter. He was like, "Hey, if you got this and you didn't like it." Like, let me know. I'll, I'll refund you. I don't know if he was, like, making you burn the token or anything. Maybe he was letting you even keep it and just get a free 20 Tez. Um, 20 Tez back. So clearly, you know, I think his mind, you know, I guess, you know, allow me to speak for the artist here. <laughs> like, it kind of, maybe he feels like, look, like, everyone who wants it has gotten it. Yeah. Right? And, like, there's also some on the secondary. The secondary is actually, like, 2 to 3x min. So yeah. people who have it are not trying to, you know, get rid of it. Uh, maybe we'll actually see that come down now 
Maybe. I don't know. I, I was just looking at the history of it and, you know, the floor was actually swept yesterday. Um, so like in advance of any sort of unannounced like burning, you know, there were a lot of pieces sitting in the, the I don't know, like the 20 to 30 range, 20 to 40 range. Um, actually, those were swept up six days ago. So yeah. really there, all there the- have been some periodic sweeps. And it's interesting that people, you know, again, were like like how many were burnt like minted like 500 right so like there was just also like 73 yeah out of a thousand twenty four. so there was just like a lot of additions of this like definitely an ambitious amount for the artist to put on the platform at that price mm-hmm. right like this twenty thousand tez to mint that out that's like a day's volume on the secondary it's yeah but don't i would think that there's still value for keeping it on the primary for like an influx of new users right because I, you know, thinking as an artist and I'm not one, so I can't speak for anybody, but if I'm getting value, I'm getting most of my value from the 100% intake on, or the 97.5% intake on the primary sale, right? You know, I want as many things to be sold on the primary as possible rather than getting my 10 or 15% yeah. notice through secondary. Yeah. I, I mean, I think... I guess there's a a part of me who really likes the surprise burn because I think it's like daring and it's flashy. And it feels it creates bad. A narrative. I don't think it feels bad because I you, feel bad. Why? Because you didn't get one. Well, I, it's like I would have liked to have gotten one if I known like I wouldn't be able to get one in the future, right? And right. maybe that's like a very selfish take. Um, but like thinking about it from like. And actually, I think maybe it's really cool that that's done on the platform because it's very, I'm not going to say anarchist, but semi-anarchist, maybe very much in like the the centralized, you know, narrative of Web3. But like if I'm thinking about it from a consumer mindset, from like if I'm a corporation type of mindset, you know, I want to make sure that everything is as clearly communicated as possible. So that way nobody has like possible like ill will towards me. Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know. I, I guess it's incumbent upon the artist to manage their <clears throat> their reputation and the, their image and the yeah. optics of their actions in whatever way they think is important. Yeah. It doesn't really sit badly with me. And if mm-hmm. El Tono, like, announcement or not, like, it's been a day, like, if they decided to burn it, I would not be like, whoa. Yeah. I guess I can understand. Like, I can definitely sympathize with the the percentage of collectors out there who might be like, oh, I am actually so happy that this hasn't minted out and people haven't gone crazy because at the end of the week, I'm going to like get my paycheck and I'm going to put 50 bucks with a Tez in and I'm going to be able to get this, right? But I have to imagine that that's a really, really, really small yeah, I agree. I agree. base here right now. So I think it's kind of like... Um, we might be over empathizing with, with a, with a, a collector that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm just trying to think about it like less as myself and more from like, I guess a classic or more traditional like strategy perspective or like an experienced strategy perspective um, that that's not where I want to go, but from like the world that we're in, you know, it's totally punk rock and I totally support it. Um, like, I guess I'm just trying to see what dangers there could be. Um, with that type of approach. Well, I fully expect 
both the El Tono and the ID Flood to get burned at some point. Yeah. Announced or not, I fully expect it. Yeah, and it'll be great for the secondary on those pieces. Maybe not the ID Flood, but probably for El Tono. <laughs> I don't know. ID Flood had a really, a really great moment with box packing. Yeah, I just think this one is... I just think this one's not as good. That's just my mm-hmm. personal take on it. Like, I miss this mint, um, and I also miss the... Um, what's it called? The... Um, like the pasto boy that's today no. that's today i know but we can, it, we can it, move forward let's let's just call no, it no, no 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 i'm just I'm, i was just gonna call out that there was like a like a kind of a similarity in you know how they come across where it's very it. we don't need to call it out yeah um i'm just noticing that there's similarities in the work and i think the pasta you can see one blow up versus better i think the pasta boy looks way yeah better um and that's just my opinion on it. I mean, again, I, I think I like the novelty that Adifa was going for here, like calling out Legos or un, unbranded uh, children's <laughs> building blocks, right? But I think that the way that they read, a lot of them just look really muddy to me. And the the detail and the texture gets lost. And it's just kind of like, it just doesn't, it doesn't pop. Come on, you got to pop. <laughs> right like i don't i don't know like did you maybe there are some variations that look really good but i think that this that's probably what's keeping this project down that and the price yeah a little expensive yeah i mean i think that's one of the things that we'll be seeing like kind of moving forward like more of the experimentation with the price like i want to save it for like like another episode and it's just we kind of see more artists bigger small kind of work with their price in addition so it's a little bit more of the interesting to track to see what's happening there but I don't know, just like to like, take a step back and look, look at the, um, the burning, like in another more holistic way is like, you also see it just happening with some of like other artists as well. Like just more as a way to kind of keep the edition size down on things that aren't necessarily minting out, you know, either in, in the week or like in the past weeks. We're a way to close out like projects that have been dormant for a long time. Right. Like I wrote down some others here. Who have done it um like 3d manatee went back to one of their oldest older projects mm-hmm. and burned the unminted quantity like whenever they release a project now they tend to get minted out but they had some older ones that for whatever reason like maybe they just put the quantity too high like a lot of artists early on were just doing like a thousand yeah. you know 50 it was kind of like maybe that was like the week one meta was like just do x of a thousand they just didn't get minted out like mandy brigwell was going back today and and um burning new and old projects that hadn't minted out. Yeah. Uh, Krinza was burning things. Zeronimo was burning some stuff yesterday, like shortly after it even went to mint. Yeah. Um, that didn't, didn't catch on. Like these are just names that maybe like, if you've been around like Echabarian was burning stuff like Man- magnetic ring, who had a really cool drop yesterday, waited about 24 hours and then burned it, you know, yeah. it sold about two thirds of the quantity. Like, I don't think it's, that devastating you know maybe maybe for bigger names right like the idea of like someday i'll go back and mint that one maybe there is that maybe there is yeah you could say there's a little more duty to the for the artist there to like really make sure that the long tail of minting is done but if Mm -hmm. if you're if you kind of missed your shot and you're you're a hundred projects down the page you know yeah i'm gonna burn it and just be like i'm done with that one and not agonize over it i got I'm not mad at it. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we're seeing it like there's two ways of using it. One is going back to old projects and like just reducing the number. And the other one is look at using it as a tactic for new projects to release the, to reduce the botting and the flipping and just kind of ensure that you have a nice addition size at where the market feels it should be. Um, and hopefully we kind of see that used more in the future. It rewards people who pay attention. Like if I'm somebody who's on vacation that week, I might be a little bit mad, but yeah, but you know, if you're on vacation, you're not going to mint anyways. Like no. You would have missed it. So Exactly. All right. I feel like we did a pretty good job on that discussion. I think there's more to have. We, I, to see we what, need more data. We need to yeah, see we need more. more data. We've had like three days of data. Yeah. Four and we've days, only had whatever. one artist who's like really messaged up front, like, this is how it is. So get it together, folks. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Um, other projects, I think, from the weekend worth mentioning. Lisa Ort's Open Concept. Yep. This is like the fastest I think one of hers has minted out. All of them have gone really, really fast. I yeah. think she's a one to two block blunder in my experience. You know, it's interesting to see that they very rarely go beyond like two X mint on the secondary without that kind of sustained like growth, like where you see it like mint at four and then eventually it goes up to like 40 or 50. Like maybe on some of her earlier projects, but like nothing since I've been around uh, winter jacket is finally starting to see what it's can go for. It was sitting around 10 for so long. And now it's, I think finally selling in the 30 to 40 range, but you don't see some of that immediate traction that you do with like other artists on the site. Flippers need to be flipping women. Is that, is that what we're flip saying? More women. Yeah. Flip, flip women, more women. What's flip going women on? Higher. Flip women artists now. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I would be surprised if that's part of it. Right. Like I do feel like a lot of her work goes into collector hands versus flipper hands and you don't see this mm-hmm. mad frenzy and like an instant churn of like 30 to 40% of the. Yeah. Um, but if they were going into collector hands, like I would say that you would see the prices higher because collectors would be willing to buy in higher. But I think that you're just, no, not I mean, seeing... I think that they're minting. I think collectors are minting minting, and they're immediately getting into collectors hands. And then collectors might go back and pick up a couple. Like I minted one got only one and then I went and I got another one that was like very different from the one I got. Yeah. And now I have like my two that kind of complement each other. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, I just think that's probably how it is, but I don't know if we're ever going to have the data to prove that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, again, we're still very young. We still have a lot more to kind of just see either qualitatively or quantitatively just to kind of figure out what's happening. Yeah. Um, Another woman, by the way, Sam Sow, released a fictional map of constellations early this morning. Or no, sorry, early yeah. yesterday morning, which is a really cool one. Um, I actually, actually haven't seen it yet. You should I go look at it. Asleep, I, and I tend to like don't go back and like look at too many mints from when I was sleeping. Which well, that's is why bad. I make the notes. You know, hey, it's it's collaborative. It's yeah, collaborative. it's collaborative. No, no, I, I I wake up early and I don't need to sleep. Um, this one is, was really cool, and I think the inspiration was awesome. I just mm-hmm. think a couple of the color palettes really make it hard to see. Like, it makes it hard to read what's going on with the it's called it, it, It's not ADA compliant. It's not ADA compliant. Check the contrast. And there are some color palettes where this project, you're like, wow, I get it. This is so cool. And then there are some where it's like, doesn't mm-hmm. quite hit the mark. Yeah. But I, I think still love the project. Yeah. I, I think that looking at the addition size of a hundred, like I think maybe that's what this could support. 
Yeah, see, at 100, I think that she could have gone with all white backgrounds. Like, no need to no need to put some of the randomness on the background color, mm-hmm. right? Like, let them read. Like, let the constellations read. Let, let the movement play cleanly. Keep it on a white background instead of having kind of, like, green background with yellow and, like, colors that are a little too complementary where the, where, the, mm-hmm. where the detail gets lost, um, especially at 100, right? Like, maybe if you're stretching to 3, 400, and you need to start um, creating some variation through background color there, but I'm not sure it was necessary here. Yeah. Again, I'm kind of looking at this for the first time, um, looking yeah, into, into the, the motion. I like it. Um, again, it's not necessarily my jam, but that doesn't matter. It's it's art. It's up to the viewer. Then we had another, on Saturday to finish it off, Koala Milk, Equinox, another on-meta landscape that did pretty well for Koala. Yeah. Koala's cool is often hanging out in the Discord and talking to people. So yeah. it's always and fun I think, when artists participate. Yeah. And despite it being a landscape, you know, I I think it's great. And also it's another one that really benefits from being seen in like the live view because you get just so much more of the texture coming through. So definitely check it out. Not financial advice. Right. Hour 44 on to Sunday. Sunday we had the fourth re- uh, Reese of five, so five probably to come this week if we had to guess. Century XXX Meta Riley. Um, yep. So interesting to note, like between this one and the previous one, it was like the first or the these two actually have a noticeable variation in them. Exactly. Of like color flopping. So there, yeah. And, and there's a little bit of uh, asymmetry in the distribution there. So you can see like the floor pieces at the more common version of the trait, and then like some multiple like trading like what in the 10 to 20 range on yeah. the on the uncommon or the rare variation. So yeah. and I think one of the notes that you know I had earlier this week when I was just thinking about that and looking at them and you know it was more in relation to the third one in the series and I think it extends to the fourth one as well. Is that, you know, just subjectively, like on a if I'm just looking at one piece rather than the full set, like I like one and two much more than three and four. But when I look at it as a thousand pieces, I think the extra variation um with three and four really help it out. So I really, it's two different kind of approaches and, you know, I think they both work in their own ways. Yeah. I still wouldn't say that they like support a thousand editions outside of like, just, you know, you know, the goal of the project to get the pieces into people's hands, but it's definitely nice to see. And then it gives the uh, bigger wallet something to chase and accumulate. Right. Or, or if you, if you are lucky enough to mint multiple, then you can, you know, sell your nice one or your rare one and, and keep your best common one. So that's the type of thing you're into. Yeah. Again, really looking forward to see what kind of what this entire collection does like six months from now or a year from now. Um, just because even though it's, you know, one of the bigger, cheaper mints, you know, RGB was a thousand editions and free and look what that's doing right now. Um, and just kind of seeing how things net out and just as it gets, the platform continues to grow. Yeah, I mean, the only other one I had for Sunday was Possible, which we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. That's, in my opinion, like more interesting than what uh, was going on with the ID Flood or even the Jinji. If you want to make that comparison, though, the Possible one doesn't really move. Um, and it's performed a lot better. Uh, I think it's like trading in like the 40s or 50s. 
definitely their biggest hit. We'll be interesting to see if some of their older pieces now kind of have a resurgence. I haven't seen that happen yet, but it could. You know, that's something that does happen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another artist named Ecker O released a piece called Strokes One. Super small, right? Yeah, really small. And this was if we had, if we were not at almost two hours, something that we had fly to talk about today was like the potential emergence of like the small edition meta. I mean, maybe it's worth running down really quick. Because mm-hmm. last week we had stated that, you know, generally things that are small, like I think 64 or less, really don't seem to do well in the secondary at all. Like there's very little action. Yeah. You know, or at least that, that's, that was the paradigm from 2021. Yeah, paradoxically so, right? You would think that um, we're creating scarcity, right, by putting these things in the blockchain, calling them NFTs, and creating additions, right? And then doing these limited edition runs. So you would think that things that were under a hundred would necessarily go nuts. And, and obviously there are some some cases where that's true, right? Like Afton and Z, you know, pieces that are under a hundred and have really high prices. But for the first time we saw some artists, like I, I would say a slew of artists released pieces, really low edition count that performed really, really well almost instantly. So like Ecker O was one, Chaos Haunter today mm-hmm. with the mountains, like the, the charcoal looking mountains. Um, Estian's piece, the the Art Deco one, which is like yeah. right on the edge, right? 64. Uh, Maximal Margin released a piece the other day that was like 20 or 30 editions. And I actually asked them like, why did you release so few? And they said it was because of tech- their computer couldn't handle more. <laughs> So apparently, like they're running their pieces through some kind of like AI that's on their computer, and that is the limiting right. factor on how many we need to buy more so that they can get a yeah. new MacBook Pro. Um, yeah, uh, Clay Heaton, uh, Johnny Shoals, Irfan mm-hmm. Hosseini um, from today also. Uh, Tijin Arts. Yeah, is, like, I was just looking at that one. one. So like a lot of artists now going for this lower approach lower edition approach and getting getting paid off on it um whereas and like, i think it's the people who are paying attention on the primary and able to go in and actually get some of these pieces because even though some of them go are going immediately that isn't necessarily true of all of them no you know it might be like a few minutes at the at least before everything is minted out or maybe a little longer and like i wonder if it's you know, is it because these pieces have all kind of come out in the past one, two, three days when it's been slower in general, right? We've had a couple points mm-hmm. of like action with bigger artists releasing, but in general, it's been pretty, outside of Wednesday, it's been pretty chill. Because I can, I can recall some pieces that came out, you know, on days that were really hyped that I thought were like really cool, right? Like uh, to call out one artist who I really enjoy their work, this um, high quality. I mean, the name says it all. First of all, right? 100%. But if you check out some of their stuff, like they release projects that are under 100. I think the first one they released was even like maybe only 25 editions or 35 editions. It's like, wow, these look really good. Um, and then I was just minting them. And I'm like, I felt like I'm the only one minting them. You know, I was like, I cannot believe this. Like, and that was one of the things that led me to, you know, kind of raise that discussion last week of like, is low quantity actually not that important? Is it is it almost like a, is it almost kind of trigger like a stay away response from people psychologically of like oh there's only twenty five of that like why even bother like partially I I would say that my my take is that there are fewer being sold so there's fewer hype to be had when you're looking at what's actually going on the secondary like maybe that's an overly simplistic story to tell but it kind of it's kind of one that resonates when you just see kind of like the the chain reaction of if like somebody buys three of one thing 
then like everybody's like, oh no, I need to get on that as well. So I think it's less susceptible to hype, but obviously not immune to it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll have to see what happens this week. Like I, you know, this is a good, you know, as we round into hour two here, let's, let's try to put a cap out on it at two hours, but we had some uh, projects coming up that we're looking forward to. And this, this is shaping up to maybe be another slow week. We're at the only drop that I have here that we know is confirmed coming this week is MJ Lindau on January 15th. So that's do not, six days from now. Do not set your, do not mark your calendars. Do not set an alarm. Like, please don't. I yeah. don't want to get one. So this uh, is for us. This is going to be, I was trying to calculate this in my head. I think the mint window for us starts at 9 PM or 8 PM on Saturday. Okay. So that's going to be tough from an EU perspective. Yeah, I wonder. If Lindau's meeting from the EU. Yeah, I wonder when when it's actually going to come out. You know, Lindau's on, I believe, on the West Coast, so oh, a little bit interesting. Easier. Yeah, a little For bit. For some easier. reason, I thought that he was in Sweden. I don't know why I thought that. I assumed the UK. For some mm. reason, I just had a mental image of like a British guy living in the hills when I saw Afton. I was like, it's some small cottage, right? Like, um, oh yeah, I, be- I believe, I believe, on the West Coast, and. You know, so that time might work well for him. Yeah. But then what we were, we had like William Mapan has been teasing some teasing stuff. something. It I don't know amazing. where it's going. We don't know what platform, you know, Ipsketch was teasing some stuff. We don't know what platform. So it could be a slow week where, you know, more cool artists get discovered or have their Genesis drops mm-hmm. um, take off. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that we'll have some more Waxhead. We'll probably have some more Loams. You know, I think we have some standard people who release frequently and like always good to look at. Um, Chris McCauley, Chris Randall, uh, just get all yeah. the Chris's in our room. I really liked the new Chris McCauley from yesterday. I know we didn't talk yeah. about it, but um, it took almost Should all day it- for it to mint out, in it, but it finally minted out. And it had some secondary action today. Some people were picking up some of the more novel ones on the secondary and adding them to the collection, like paying up into like the teens. Um, that was cool to see. Yeah, definitely Any, more successful than the other one. Uh, yeah, the flowers yeah. that released earlier, which is kind of ironic given our uh, landscape meta. Yeah, I wonder if people were put off by the colors there or just the style of it. I don't know. It's very seventies. What um any unminted projects from the week that are still open that you want to call out? I mean, I still have to go back through, and I would need to specifically look for some of those um, glitch mountains. Still not minted out. Uh, gotta love that. <laughs> I made a note uh, of one that you picked out. Yeah, it's as a moon. It's good. Was it um, the, the Hambone Bill? Ham, Hambone Bill? Oh, yeah, that one. Or Jambon. Hambone. If, Jambon. Yeah. A yeah. lot of work unminted. Um, be interesting to see what that happens this week. Uh, one of the other ones from this week, I think it was yesterday. Uh, Wireframe City, Tokyo Shibuya. Oh, you know, right. Yeah, of, that one still hasn't minted out, has it? Yeah, 47 out of 50. I haven't picked one up yet. Um, again, it's going at two Tez instead of one Tez. Not that it matters. Yeah. But I really like this entire series for the most part. I know that you've been collecting. Um, it's very different from all everything else that's been there. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I, I tweeted them about it, and uh, I was like, this one's cool. I like the the kind of you know, still keeping to the, what they do, but then a, a little bit of a shift with that one, right? In t- terms of the way it's like presented. Very curious to see if they move away 
from the theme and like kind of like make something I mean, different in the future. They actually have a pretty like wide range of things uh, or art that, that's out there. I think that's just kind of one of a consistent series that's released periodically. Mm. So they definitely have a more like varied like piece of work. So, um, so. Volatile Moods, mTOR, which to me has very like walk in the park or box backing. Um, just all volatile moods. I mean, I think almost all, all of their moods. projects are still available. And uh, something that we should be thinking about for burn candidates too, right? Like Patches was one of the original projects from back when I joined the platform that people were like mm-hmm. hyping and being like, go go mint some patches in, in Discord. And like, I think there's still hundreds of those left that you can mint. They do look really yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I remember minting some and just being like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so happy I got these. And I was like, nobody else likes these? Like, what's wrong? Yeah. Um, and I think day. it's the um, NEO or NEO. I'm not entirely sure. Um, they have a series that's still um, unminted. I would need to look it up specifically. I know that I have a few in my collection. Right, you, you look it up while I, while I throw two out here. Um, from more recent, more recent ones from this week. Uh, Michael Feldstein's Formations 01. Now this is, I think they look cool. I think they probably overshot on the quantity for, for their first drop here. I think they did like 500-ish. Um I was holding off on minting it and I did go get a couple today because I was like, you know what? Now that burning is in play, I don't want to feel burned if they do decide to close it out and then um, not be able to participate on the secondary. You know, like I would, I got a couple, um, two that are a little bit similar, um, not like samey, but like the characteristics are, they have like red lines on them. So I would sell one of my ones with a red line for sure. Yeah. And then, one that I'm going to call out, hopefully they're not going to get mad about this, but Roxanne in Discord mentioned this a few days ago, and I think there's been enough grace period now. But NS Mag released a project called CURL, CURL, but the URL is capitalized. And this is one that Roxanne had been collecting and was like saying, hey, go check my collection. I think this project is slept on. And I don't know if that many people got it, but it's been like three, four days now. So I'm sure... I'm 62 sure out of 256 so quite yeah. a way to go so that was one that you know one of the one of the heavy hitters of the platform is into that piece so maybe consider minting one if you want to throw a few tests at it i think it's like five yeah it's five um and i actually just found out that the one that i was looking for planar um actually is minted out uh finally it's been weeks and weeks and weeks of people looking at it and just kind of talking about it here and there so i guess word has caught on and we've reached 100% capacity. So loving that. Speaking of 100% capacity, we are at almost two hours. So I think, you know, we knew this was going to take a long time. There was a couple topics we didn't get to. That's okay. We're still getting our footing and figuring out how to do this podcast in a way that works. Yep. So should we call it? I feel like we got a really good wrap. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think just to, if anybody has any like feedback, positive, negative, constructive, love to hear it. You know, just want to make sure that we're continuing to kind of like build on the material that like resonates with pe- you as a person. Um, and so, cause we're looking forward to keep on doing this in the, in the future. I, I think that, you know, one of the things we were saying is that it feels like we need to do this every day rather than once a week. Yeah. But- we we might. I mean, I think there will be occasions for us to do a midweek episode or something. I mean, we got to figure yeah. it out because two hours might be too much. Like, I would love feedback on the length of the episode. Feedback on did we overcompensate and cover the art too much this time? Should we trim it down some more? Um, you know, like 
help us figure out how to structure this in the way that best serves everyone. Right. Like I personally don't mind going two hours and I like to listen to long podcasts, but maybe some folks out there want something more digestible. I don't know. Yeah. There's just so much. It's hard, right? Yeah. It's not a curated platform. It's like a lot's going on. It's, it's hard to be succinct. Um, it was a big week. Yeah. So let's see. That's, I think that's it. You know, again, plugs again, um, at waiting to sign on Twitter, give us a follow, you know, retweet when we're talking about the episodes, please help us build out there. Um, and then waiting to sign if you, feel generous enough to throw us a donation um you know keep us out there minting and participating not that we're going to go away if we don't get donations but obviously you know support is appreciated all right thanks trinity all right thanks will all right see everyone next week later right